0: Welcome to the Woke Awards, the award show that recognizes the inane and insane antics of the woke left. There's a lot of woke idiocy out there, and it's our pleasure to bring you the best of the worst. Oh, and it's been a busy week for the woke mob, I can tell you that, and we've got some strong competition for this week's Woke Award, which we affectionately call the Wokey. So who will our winner be? It's anyone's game, so let's get rolling with our first nominee. And we're starting off with something from Big Tech, that bottomless pit of woke idiocy. Now, there's so much woke nonsense coming out of Big Tech that you might have missed this one. Twitter, one of the worst woke-a-doodle companies on the planet, is back at it again. This time, they banned a lawmaker, a Republican of course, for quote, harmful conduct. Recently, Congressional Representative Vicki Hartzler from Missouri, who's a senior member on the House Armed Services Committee, Hartzler sent out a tweet. It said, quote, Women's sports are for women, not men pretending to be women. So women's sports are for women. Hmm. That was enough to get Hartzler banned from Twitter for saying that women's sports are, well, for women. Unbelievable. Of course, Hartzler was probably referring to the tranny swimmer Leah Thomas, better known as male swimmer William Thomas. This man in a one-piece is smashing all the women's swimming records. Of course, he is. He's a dude pretending to be a woman. Now, Hartzler's running for a Senate race in Missouri, and she's been pretty vocal with her objections to men competing as pretend girls in women's sports. A couple of weeks before the Twitter ban, Hartzler stirred up some trouble among leftists for saying, quote, Meet William Thomas, ranked 462 in men's swimming. Meet Leah Thomas, ranked number one in women's swimming. Only one problem. It's the same person. Oh, that's just brilliant. William and Leah are indeed the same person. But pointing that out is enough to get you banned from Twitter and from most big tech platforms. Twitter is guilty not only of censorship, but also election interference, because Hartzler is currently running a campaign for the Senate. Twitter told Hartzler that she had to delete the tweet to regain access to her account, but last I checked, she hasn't posted anything new since they locked her out, so I guess she's holding strong. Good for you, Representative Hartzler, and good luck on your Senate campaign. So let's give a big Woke Tech welcome to Twitter, our first nominee for this week's Wokey. Our next nominee is the Artifact Store in Portland, Oregon, home of lawless anti-fog gangs and some of the kookiest woke doodle nonsense you can find. Now, Artifact is a vintage clothing and furniture store. They recently had some problem or other with an employee who happened to be BIPOC, which is Woke-speak for black indigenous, or person of color, BIPOC, well, the store fired the person, but in woke Portlandia, you can't just up and fire someone, well, unless they're white. If they're any other race, well, you as a business owner might just have a big problem on your hands. Apparently, firing this employee was enough to brand the whole store as systemically racist. So what did the owners do about it? They shut down the entire operation. That's right. They announced that effective February 26, the store would shut down for two to three weeks, two or three weeks, (laughs) for an independent BIPOC investigator to conduct interviews with employees and audit the store to, quote, highlight the areas in which Artifact and all of us need to improve to make mindful change toward an anti-racist future. I'll confess that I have no idea what a BIPOC investigator is or how you can score one of those cushy gigs, but these owners are committed to rooting out their rampant racism and, quote, educate its management team on racial equity, implicit bias, white supremacy culture, and identifying and interrupting microaggressions. (laughs) So apparently, it takes two to three weeks of lost business to tackle those microaggressions. As of today's podcast, they're still closed. So, if you're a business owner in Woke, Portlandia, and you've got a slacker employee that you'd like to fire, be really sure they're white before you can them. Otherwise, you're a white supremacist. So, congratulations to the Artifact Store in Portland, Oregon for earning a spot on this week's list of nominees. Our third nominee is the New York State Department of Education. Wow. Now, you might have seen this in the news because it's pretty disturbing. Recently, the New York Education Department reached out to librarians across the state to share their favorite books on Twitter. One such tweet was a quote from librarian Lauren Moore, who's the Assistant Commissioner for Libraries and a New York State librarian in Albany. It quoted Miss Moore as saying, quote, I chose Genderqueer, a memoir by, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Maya Kobabe? <laughs> Strange name. I'm grateful for books that let my kid know they're not alone. Hmm. They included a picture of Miss Moore holding the book and looking a little deranged, I must admit. Now, Gender Queer is a graphic novel, so it's got drawings all the way through it. And if the title Gender Queer puts you off, wait until you see what's inside of it. Some enterprising parents got a copy of the book and started posting shots of the content. And let me tell you, that book contains drawings of some pretty horrible things. What kind of things, you ask? Well, you'll see very clear pictures of children performing oral sex on each other. And there are some graphic and thoroughly revolting gay sex scenes, too. All of them starring children. You know, interestingly, when those same images were posted to Instagram and Facebook, they were quickly removed for being, quote, against our community guidelines. But if child pornography is too racy for Facebook, it's perfectly okay when it's in the books in your kid's school library. Unfortunately, this woke insanity seems to be everywhere in New York these days. In 2020, the New York Public Library praised this book as a, quote, intensely cathartic autobiography that charts a journey of self-identity, which includes the mortification and confusion of adolescent crushes. Grappling with how to come out to family and society, bonding with friends over erotic gay fanfiction, and facing the trauma and fundamental violation of pap smears. (laughs) Yes, wouldn't we all like our kids to get confused about whether they're a boy or a girl, and then bond with each other over a hot cup of cocoa and some erotic gay fiction. So congratulations to New York State Department of Education and Child Pornography for making our list this week. Our final nominee this week is the state of Alabama. Now, you think that Sweet Home Alabama would be just about as conservative as you could get. But no, the woke mob has infested at least some corners of the heart of Dixie. Nathan Kirk, a gun store owner in Oneona, Alabama, recently received a vanity license plate for his new Ford pickup truck. Well, Kirk decided to show his displeasure with the Biden administration with that vanity plate with the letters L-G-B-F-J-B. Now, if you think about it for a while, you might guess that those letters stand for Let's Go Brandon F. Joe Biden. You get the idea. Now, this license plate doesn't contain any vulgar language. It doesn't actually even spell out a word it could conceivably mean something completely different. There's no way to prove Kirk's intent, as if that even matters. Well, some leftists in the Alabama Department of Revenue sent Kirk a letter saying, The Alabama Department of Revenue Motor Vehicle Division has determined the above-referenced license plate contains objectionable language, which is considered by the department to be offensive to the peace and dignity of the state of Alabama." And they demanded that Kirk return the license plate, or they would revoke his vehicle registration. They didn't have any problem making the plates, and Kirk took delivery of them. But some communists in Alabama's state government can't tolerate any actual or perceived criticism of Joe Biden, so they're demanding that Kirk return the plates. Last I heard, Kirk was thinking about taking legal action against the state, and we at the Woke Awards podcast will cheer him on if he does. In the meantime, let's yell Roll Tide for our final nominee this week, the state of Alabama. As always, it's so hard to choose our winner, but we must. The coveted Wokey, in all its genuine imitation gold-plated glory, goes to... the new york state department of education for teaming up with perverted librarians to promote child pornography and gender confusion congratulations to new york's department of education i wonder what's next obscene finger puppet books for toddlers thomas the train transitions to tina oh boy well that's it for this week's woke award The pile of woke crap never stops growing. So if you see something that you think deserves a Wokey, give us a shout at wokeawardspodcast at protonmail.com or find us on Gab at the Woke Awards Podcast. And we're on Telegram at t.me slash the Woke Awards Podcast. Until next time, remember God, say your prayers, and for goodness sake, stay unwoke.